0: Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Food Biz Whiz, the podcast. You guys didn't think that we could go a whole season without an episode on Amazon, did you? Well, I won't make you wait any longer. Today's show is all about how to know whether or not Amazon is right for your business. I have an incredible food industry consultant and Amazon expert with us today, Jennifer Kalo Ruskin, the owner of Growth Spurt Marketing, uh, sales and Marketing, and Jennifer Kalo Ruskin Enterprises. I know you listeners are going to get a ton out of today's episode, so let's get to it.
1: You're listening to Food Biz Whiz, the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Ali Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer,
0: interviews with CPG experts... And listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. This episode is supported by Jungle Scout. Jungle Scout is a web based tool that helps vendors research, launch, and grow their Amazon business. If you're a producer who's wondering whether or not Amazon makes sense for your brand, you've got to start with Jungle Scout. They've created the most comprehensive Amazon product database that allows sellers to filter by sales, by competition, and other metrics in minutes to find profitable opportunities. It's pretty incredible. I'm happy to say that listeners of Food Biz Whiz can take advantage of a 14-day trial and save up to 30% off their purchase of a Jungle Scout plan by clicking on the link in today's show notes. You are going to love it. Hi, Jennifer. I'm happy you're on the show today. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited too. I'm so excited for my listeners to learn whether or not Amazon is right for their brand. But before we do that, I want to give them a little bit of background on you. So one of the things that I love about you, Jennifer, you know this, is perhaps you're one of the only other former buyers, now turned consultants that I've come across. So you formerly worked at Walmart making purchasing decisions and managing huge departments. And now you bring that knowledge of both brick and mortar and e-commerce to your CPG clients. The other thing that I love so much about you is your focus on supporting female entrepreneurs. Your firsthand knowledge of being a mother of two while building your own million dollar business in under five years, right? Is So admirable. You've seen firsthand the challenges that females face both personally and professionally as they navigate the world of entrepreneurship. And actually, let's be honest, the world of retail, which is historically quite homogenous. So your two businesses, Growth Spurt Sales and Marketing and Jennifer Kalo Ruskin Enterprises now supports multiple multi-million dollar clients who are themselves bringing in six figures a month. I mean, I love this. Your focus, you and I have talked about this, your focus on working smarter, not harder is one that not only has helped yourself, I mean, gosh, we could do a whole podcast episode on that topic alone, but inspires other business owners, both male and female around the globe. I love it. I'm so honored to have you here on the podcast, Jennifer. Jennifer. Thank you for being here. Thank you for giving my listeners your time. Do you want to give us a little bit more background on how you got to where you are today? Yeah, sure. Thanks for such a great introduction, too, Allie. You're welcome. Um,
1: I really am honored to be on your show as well. So you said a lot of it. Um, I mean, my background is retail. It's brick and mortar. It's 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 buying. It's replenishment. It's all the things. And I feel like I look at Amazon a little bit differently because of that, right? I look at it more from that merchandising perspective, um, where a lot of Amazon consulting companies are very data-driven. I think pocket protectors with nerd glasses, and it's (laughs) very analytical, and they don't understand what it takes from ideation of a product Like from conceptualization to actually creating the product, then you have to like get EDI hooked up from the retailer to your place. And then you got to ship the goods and then you got to sell the goods and then you got to keep the goods on the shelf. It's a whole thing that you can imagine most companies that help brands with Amazon don't have a clue about. They don't understand. Yeah. I would say I also look at Amazon a little bit differently too, because I realize that there's this whole go-to-market strategy that a brand has to have that doesn't just start and end and stay on Amazon. It's Mm -hmm. huge. There's this breadth to it, right? So I just had a call with a client that I'm trying to get into Walmart stores today. And she's like, I'm selling here, I'm selling there, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And Walmart's kind of interested in Amazon. And I could take all of that and kind of like pull it apart and say, let's create a go-to-market strategy and a pricing structure that will support you with both Amazon Amazon and walmart.com, and Walmart in-store, and then your other retailers still won't get pissed. So that's what we created in about 10 minutes this morning, as she's frantically filling, filling out pricing sheets for, uh, for walmart.com for the buyer
0: yeah, I, so I Jennifer, think, I, I'm gonna interrupt you because I love that 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 it's all so that buyer won't get pissed. I t- I think about that all the time. <laughs> no client, like what you're doing is gonna piss off a whole bunch of buyers. like backpedal here. I love that you have that perspective too.
1: yeah. and I think what's great in what you and I are both doing in our respective retail groups that we're helping support is, brands don't know the nitty gritty. They don't know what it's like to sit in a buying desk or to have thousands of brands try to pitch their products to you. Then you're like, I don't really want all this stuff. Right? So I think The reason that you and I are in this business is to help support and create space for and nurture brands in a way so that when it is time to go pitch to a buyer, it's right. It's done right. The packaging looks right. The marketing's on point. They've grown their Instagram and their social followers. That stuff matters today.
0: Yeah. It does. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure you hear this so often because I know I do, that idea of, well, I'll just I'll just learn from the buyer. I'll just learn when I'm on shelf. I'll just pitch, you know, when I'm 70% there and the buyer will give me feedback on, on what to tweak. Mm-hmm. If you guys could see me right now, I'm, I'm shaking my head in a big no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I, and I'm pretty hard on clients or potential clients or clients I'm pitching into Walmart. And again, I know this is about Amazon, but yeah. I say to my Walmart clients or potential clients even, your buyer does not have time to train you. They they, they will not, they do not. And the minute that you start to even appear weak and like you can't show up fully in the way that they expect, you're done. Either you're yeah. off shelf or you never even make it on shelf.
0: Yeah, because why would they go with that brand that they need to, that has training wheels on if they could just turn to the left and bring in a brand that's ready to rock and roll, right? <sighs>
1: exactly. So this podcast is actually not about brick and mortar, our passion, because that's Allie's background. So let's talk about Amazon. Yeah,
0: Yeah. it's
1: all about Amazon. And the wonderful thing about Amazon, especially if you're a new brand, a small brand, a mid-sized brand, a tired brand, like let's face it, retail's exhausting. Um, If you're tired of dealing with buyers and you're tired of dealing with chargebacks and you're tired of trying to figure out how logistically to move crap all across the United States, (laughs) Amazon's a place for you. Amazon's a place where you could literally create something from China. Not that I think most of you guys do that, but you could and you could direct source it, flow it across that big fat ocean, move it into the United States and plop it in an Amazon warehouse, and that's all you have to do. I mean, there's of course the the (laughs) the marketing and the fulfillment and the forecasting and all of that, but it, it, the simplicity that is Amazon is refreshing, and what I love about it for food and that's who your core customer is, your core your listener and your student it's food. So in a few years ago, I never would have said, put food on Amazon. Never. In fact, I was like anti any food client for Amazon three years ago, even because the sales weren't there to support, but we're watching customers move so quickly from brick and mortar to online or online delivery, or just that plethora of new, new options. That Amazon is now a wonderful place for food, and in fact, you want to get in now before millions of brands—excuse me, millions of brands—move online. You want to be ahead of the pack. Yeah. Yeah. Time.
0: Yeah. So this episode is all about that question of is Amazon right for my business? So you just—you just gave us a pretty strong pitch that says any food product can go on Amazon, but I bet that you've got some. Um, some disclaimers there. So let's let's talk about that because I you know if I'm a lettuce farmer I might not be right for Amazon. I might, I might be depend depending um, on my model. So let's let's talk about the nitty gritty of working through that question: Is my brand right for Amazon?
1: Mm, so good. Now I'm going to start thirty thousand foot view and then we're going to get really nitty gritty because it really depends. And I hate that answer. It really stinks. And it's not fair to you, the brand that's listening, because lettuce may do amazingly on Amazon. And I'm just not sure of it. I can tell right. you in the past, things like super high commodity, things like barbecue sauce is really difficult to sell on Amazon. In fact, the category as a whole, best sellers are doing 10,000 to 15,000 at retail dollars per month per skew. It's just mm-hmm. not a lot of movement. And I like to create brands on Amazon that are million dollar plus brands. It's not worth the effort and energy for me or for my clients if we can't see that there's a potential size of the price for that. So I'm going to give you a few steps to help you discover if that's for you. But before I do that, I'll give you an example of why super niche items, even refrigerated, can do really massively well on Amazon,
0: right? Right. I'm ready.
1: So I worked with a cold-pressed juice client. Um, Salty is the brand. They're out of California. Allie's shaking her head. She probably knows who they are because they're in her her retailers there. Oh,
0: I thought you were going to say my refrigerator right
1: now. My refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) But here in Arkansas, it's difficult to find cold-pressed juice, and we definitely don't have Salty here in our source, maybe even in whole foods, maybe, but I I doubt it. So they've developed this really nice cult following where people are just loving what they're putting out and they do 12 week and like, um, let's see, six week and 12 week fast. You could do a two week like cleanses and all
0: those.
1: So we worked with them to help create a distribution model where they're cold packing their products and through fulfillment by Amazon, or I'm sorry, fulfillment by merchant through Amazon, shipping their products to the end result consumer. And it's tremendous results when you build that cult following first. Yeah. There's also little nichey things like that. Um, I'm working right now with someone that sells chocolate chips and they're doing kind of that same thing, putting it on refrigeration and sending it, but they've built enough of a cult following where the shopper is really looking for them. Mm. An example of a dry grocery item, we are working with kitchen and love foods you might also okay. know them as Cucina and amore that 's the Italian brand yep now they 're in ready to ready to eat meals They do quinoa faro um, collie meals where you just mix in the flavor with uh, with the cauliflower farro, or quinoa, mm-hmm. and then you have a ready to eat meal and it 's organic it 's wonderful it 's beautiful that's an account that we started working with just, I'd say five to six months ago on Amazon. And I walked into their account and was completely blown away with the amount of sales that were there. I mean, shoppers are looking for this type of product. They love ready to eat. And so it was really quick. It was fast for us to be able to create a million dollar account out of their brand because they'd done the work. They had the cult following, but also shoppers within Amazon were dying for ready to eat products. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not sure if you're a cold-pressed juice, if you're like the chocolate chip people, or maybe you're like kitchen in love with a ready-to-eat meal, there are wonderful tools that people have figured out to help support Amazon to pull and extrapolate data. So I'm going to tell you the tools that we use internally to manage these million-dollar
0: sellers. Are you ready? I'm so ready for this.
1: Okay. So the first thing that you want to do is verify and validate that the category or product that you're selling actually has enough sales to support you actually selling on Amazon. So the first program that we use is a program called Merchant Words. All one word, Merchant Words. They're amazing. Um, The best I can describe them is like they're a group of hackers and hackers is probably not a positive word, but it is in this case where they figured out how to track Amazon's BSR bestseller ranking up and down and from there can guesstimate sales. And guesstimate searches. So, Jungle Scout does the same thing, and that'll be number two. But let's stay with merchant words for a minute. It's super easy. It's also very cheap, and it's international. So, mm. if you're curious in Italy, if people are searching for ready to eat meals, you can use their system to see that, develop an item, change your packaging into Italian, and ship it over there. Awesome. Which is- So I use it all the time for the U S so if I'm searching chocolate chips on amazon.com for the U S it will bring back search results over the last 30 days. And it will tell me if enough people are searching, Mm. what is enough searches? I like to see half a million, a million searches. And the great thing about merchant words is if I'm searching chocolate chips, it'll give me all the variations associated with those two words, chocolate chip cookies, chocolate chip muffins, peanut butter, chocolate chip, all of that. So you can see underneath it, maybe some central line extension items, or you can just cumulatively group them together to say in general, people are looking for chocolate chips 3.5 million times per month on Amazon. That's another thing. Merchant Boards and Jungle Scout only work a month out. So you can only see the last 30 days. We can't see seasonality as we go into Q4. Hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the first thing we want to do is validate that our category is large enough to to put in the effort, right? Like why go to Amazon if people aren't searching for what we are offering, right? Exactly. Okay. So you've done the gut check. You've done that homework.
1: The second thing that you want to do once you can see what your search volume would look like. is go and fact check with actual revenue. We can actually see the number of dollars moving through at retail, not at cost, but at retail, moving through Amazon through Jungle Scout. Okay. Jungle Scout. It's amazing. Uh Another tool that we use within our company, very affordable, something that you, I think, I think it's a monthly payment or you pay once a year. Mm -hmm. Wonderful data. So same kind of thing. You go into Amazon. Maybe even you use some of the keywords that you've used from your search with merchant words. Go back into Amazon, into the search bar, type in your chocolate chip cookie, chocolate chips, chocolate chip muffins. And then you run Jungle Scout, which is just a Google Chrome extension. You just click it and it overlays on top of your Amazon screen and it starts to pull all the data back on the whole page. And you can see all the competition. You can see who you're up against. You can see what white space there is in the market too. So, and I'll get into white space in a second if you are interested in line extension items. But so then you're going to put them together and kind of fact check. If you have half a million searches for chocolate chips, 3.5, whatever I said earlier, let's say 3.5, which is a lot. But then we go run the revenue and the sales are super puny. I mean, they're like $2,000 for one SKU and like, maybe 10 for another, but you're not seeing 50,000, 100,000, half a million a month, yeah. Yeah. that may not be a category that's worth pursuing. And it might be for several reasons. It might be refrigeration is an issue. It might be getting yeah. to the end consumers difficult. It might be um, that top sellers are actually going through vendor central so that Amazon can use a refrigeration method. It could be a lot of different reasons, but you want to use both of those tools together.
0: So Jennifer, you're saying if, if the searches are high, but the actual sales are low, Mm -hmm. um, it is, it's not necessarily a red flag, but it means that we need to dig a little bit deeper and ask ourselves why that is, right? Absolutely. And now it could identify white space right yeah. if yeah. we're using chocolate
1: chip cookies or chocolate chips as an example which is probably not a great example considering that we know that it melts if we were using um our back to kitchen and love and we're looking at okay. a dry grocery item that doesn't need any refrigeration or anything then what we could say is if search volumes really high but revenue dollars are low there must be some white space in the market mm-hmm. that many yeah. eyeballs are looking for an item and not making a purchasing decision it's probably because there's not enough good selection or because the current selection on there might be deep, but it might feel yucky. Like it might be a bunch of third parties taking pictures with their iPhones or mismatched grammatical errors within the listing. And it just feels like you don't want to make the purchasing decision there. So instead, take your chocolate chip purchase and you head down to Walmart or your local grocery store and you buy it
0: there instead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if I were a vendor, that would be... I mean, that's almost music to my ears, right? If I know that I've got a unique value proposition and people are searching for my thing on Amazon, but not purchasing, I mean, that, that's pretty exciting to me because I know that I can potentially go in and capture those sales.
1: Absolutely. Just through page optimization. Amazon yeah. does give us the tools to create a very beautiful and compelling item page. It also allows us to build storefronts, which are little micro websites within Amazon. We also have enhanced brand content at the bottom that talks about the brand or talks about the product or why you brought this into the market. And all of that creates this warm, fluffy feeling for the shopper that, that not only encourages them to purchase, but makes them want to. and makes yeah. them want to have a relationship
0: with you. Yeah. I find it so interesting that it's, I don't often see people optimizing their pages in food and beverage. I see it a lot in like home goods and like towels and candles and those things that, you know, you said are really fluffy and cozy, but yeah. it hasn't. Um, I'm always psyched when I see that a, a vendor, a producer has, um, has used that strategy. Cause I'm like, oh yes, I want to buy your Turmeric elixir because I see your page has you know I really understand the the personality of your brand I understand why I would choose yours over someone else's You've got beautiful photography I've got the you know the sourcing story all of that stuff right on that page
1: It's so important and I feel with food you have an even greater opportunity to not only capture that customer once but have them come back maybe even looking for content from you. Mm-hmm. So for my food clients, we do a seasonal storefront. So right now we're all, we're all as a group, my clients and I were talking about fall and how do we bring in that cozy, warm feeling through our imagery, through photography, through our words, through our recipes. So we even put recipe tabs on our storefront and we'll check it out. Maybe even just a seasonal recipe tab where we're offering an apple crisp or pumpkin bread.
0: Oh, I love that strategy. And I love thinking about the future of Amazon being more than just a more than just a buying platform, really being a, a place where our, our purchasers are going for going for content and education. I would love to see that with Amazon.
1: Absolutely. And the great thing is we have the power as brands today to create that environment. Mm. Amazon doesn't just make it turnkey though. You have to know that you can have it, that you can get it. Um, they do make you jump through a few hoops. So in order to have a storefront or enhance brand content, you'd need a trademark. You'd need to get brand registry. And then that kind of unlocks the magical door where then you get to go create the fun stuff. That's the marketing. Yeah. One of recommend it wasn't in my notes today to talk about but because we're talking about this i think it's important if you want to re- develop a, a back and forth relationship with your your customer where you can talk to them and tell them about something seasonal or new or fun or a new line extension item that you have going out use feedback genius they are my okay, favorite yeah. Yep, she's Allie's like, I know. Yeah, that.
0: I'm smiling. <laughs>
1: this is amazing. It's a company kind of like Jungle Scout and Merchant Words. It's a support company that connects through the APIs of Amazon and allows you to deploy emails to your customer at various times. So we typically at my company do a series of about three to four a welcome to our family, real warm, cozy hug. Here's how you can connect with us. We even have links to outside social media just to get them involved in your brand. Um, a second one that we would deploy might be, hey, your product arrived today and here's a give back from us. Here's mm-hmm. a fun recipe. Here's a new you know, pumpkin loaf for you to try or here's a whatever. Um, the third one would be, uh, a reason to write a review. So we ask for that review. And at that point, we mitigate bad feedback by giving them a link to connect with us instead. Oh, you know, connect here smart. if you'd love to speak with someone from our company. Smart. And if you have any suggestions to make this product even better, that's typically how I sway it. Not like if you hate what we sent you. Right. And, you want to blame. <laughs> and, and then the- The fourth one, and again, because we're, we're talking with a food focus today is you have consumable items, take advantage of subscribe and save with Amazon every time, Uh, every time that you can reiterate, did you know that you can save up to 15% with subscribe and save, tell them that direct them to your storefront where you have those yummy recipes and you have the really beautiful photography and just like envelop them into your world.
0: Oh, I I love that. I feel like you just gave us so many good tips in 60 seconds. Uh, For those who are listening and driving or in the middle of a production shift or doing sales calls, I'll make sure that we put all of these these wonderful recommendations um, in our show notes so you guys can make sure to get them there. Okay, so Jennifer, we've talked about searching as a whole. Like if you're finding out if people are searching for your product on Amazon, we talked about making sure that the sales support or not those searches and what you do in either case, what comes next?
1: So the next thing, if you decide to move forward, is to decide which Amazon platform to sell on, right? So Amazon has a few different options. The two main ones are Vendor Central and Seller Central. Unless Amazon has specifically come up to you at a trade show or reached out to your company and said, we'd love to have you in Vendor Central, which would be owned inventory, very much like your brick and mortar relationship, then your choice is easy for you. It's already made and it's Seller Central. Through Seller Central, there's a couple different ways to sell and that's number four in my list of what to do if you think Amazon is right for your business. This last step would be decide how you're gonna ship to the customer. So within the Seller Central platform, there's two different ways to go when you set your items up. The first one is fulfillment by merchant which if you have a cold-pressed juice or chocolate chips that are melty or something that's um, perishable, you're going to have to use Fulfillment by Merchant. Now, a side segue to that is Amazon has a new program within a year or two, I guess that's pretty new still, of seller-fulfilled prime. So the downfall to doing Fulfillment by Merchant itself is that you don't get that prime badge. And it's so important with so many millions of members that are now prime with Amazon, you really want it and you need the prime badge. So there is an option to do seller fulfilled prime, but still ship it out of your own manufacturing plant. Yep. Other option is fulfillment by Amazon. So back to our kitchen and love example with the shelf table item, what they do is they literally send in pallets of their product at a time. Amazon yep. deals with all of the fulfillment, all the customer back and forth complaints or questions, or I didn't get my product. You don't have to deal with any of that. Yep. And Amazon even comes and picks it up from your location, which is yep. super easy. So those are the yep. two different
0: options. Yeah. What is, um, what do you find most of your clients do? Do you have one that that most choose over the other? I have some
1: hybrids, um, but yeah. most of them do fulfillment by Amazon and they yeah. utilize the Amazon DCs as, as much as they can. Yeah. It helps put their business on autopilot. They don't have to yeah. think about it. Then yeah. the only communication that we have that they have to deal with would be we do give them monthly forecasts so they know yep. what to expect. I help do um, seasonal forecast increases as we head into Q4. So we head into yep. new, your new you just based on the client. And so they have to deal with production and scheduling of that, yeah. getting it prepared for Amazon, and then whether or not they utilize Amazon to label for them or they do it themselves, we yeah. give them their label so that they can stick it all on there. So there's still a little bit of work. It's not completely yeah. free, but that's yeah. a lot easier model than you being completely responsible for shipping and delivering and tracking. And I lost this thing or it never arrived on my porch. And yeah,
0: <laughs> totally. And then all of a sudden you wake up two years later and you're no longer a Food entrepreneur and all of a yeah. sudden you're a fulfillment company, right? Yes. But sometimes
1: yeah. you want to do a hybrid. So I have a non-food client that sells high-end luxury fragrances and rollerballs and um, diffusers and their items have a very high price point. So yep. they might sell a diffuser for $150. And some of yeah. those items, they just weren't willing to put a lot into Amazon. Yeah, So they'll do their lower priced, high moving items through Fulfillment by Amazon uh, central and then they fulfill it by merchant the rest just as needed as people order
0: well i think about that too it's like what what products am i okay with coming arriving on my doorstep in an amazon box like rattling around you know however amazon decides to ship them and which ones do i really want that that unboxing experience because i've just spent 150 dollars on a diffuser right like a, that's a very different it's a different need for the the end user
1: That's such a great point. If you do use Fulfillment by Merchant or Seller Fulfilled Prime, both of them is where you're in your own facility and you're shipping and packing, you do have the option there to create a really lovely unboxing experience. Yeah. You can stick cards in. You could even hand write a card if you just yeah. really got excited. Um, and I do love that you can still control the end shipping and the opening. For yeah. the shop. you can you can still control that experience. To your point, it's not deodorant arriving in an Amazon box <laughs> like most of our purchases do.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think you know for our listeners, they would just have to think about what does their brand need? What does that end user want to experience? And what do they have the capacity to do, right? If you don't have the capacity to handwrite hand write notes and box and ship all yourself, maybe don't move down that path, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay. This is awesome. Jennifer, you have provided so much knowledge already. Um, I want to talk a little bit before I let you go. I want to talk a little bit about your upcoming group program because I know, I know how much value you provide for, for these emerging brands who want to get going on Amazon. Can you tell us a little bit about your upcoming program?
1: Yes. And emerging brands are my favorites. So much fun. Um, like you, Allie, I have online courses um, yeah. that are specifically focused on Amazon and Walmart because that's what I know. And what I've realized after launching these programs out into the world is people get really excited and they buy them. And then a few weeks in, they're like, oh my God, this is a lot of information. I think I need more help. Or people don't buy because a lot of people, I think, want like a, a done for you package, right? Yeah. Like that's really yeah. easy. Or they need a little bit more handholding or a little bit more coaching. And so the idea of going through a 10 or 12 week program solo, especially as it pertains to something as complicated as Amazon and Walmart It's a lot to unpack there. So I've realized I need to step in and do more one-on-one help. And so I've opened up a coaching program that will start in October. It's actually the 19th, which is a Friday. And we're going to just go three Fridays in a row of of an hour-long Zoom call where we all support each other. And I help you figure out from the very beginning, you know, are you choosing the right items? Are they going to be profitable for you? And then we're going to move into which platforms right for you and then how to set up items and how to optimize them. And then we'll end with how to create a marketing campaign that actually creates profitability for you, where shoppers can find you and that you can control fully. And so I'll be just like I did today, showing you all the tools and programs that I use and basically training you to DIY it yourself or to hire someone to do it for you within your company. That's what this coaching program is all about.
0: Oh uh, I'm I'm like, I want to sit in on this coaching program. <laughs> this, <laughs> sounds, this sounds awesome. I I feel like um, so often my retail ready students get to this point where they they're ready to pursue Amazon, but it's so daunting mm-hmm. that that there's almost a paralysis that, (laughs) that comes in because it's so, it's so overwhelming. It's so many moving parts, but I mean, gosh, Jennifer, when you talk about it, I'm like, I could do that. I could like, what can I sell on Amazon? Where's that white space that I can tap into? I mean, listeners do not worry. I'm not going to go down that path, but, um, (laughs) it makes it feel less intimidating when you have someone outlining the steps for you.
1: Yes. And I feel like knowledge is power and I'm, More than willing to share my own, so I think it'll be really <laughs> fun, and I think timing's really good as well because we'll end right before um, Black Friday happens, and right before you get into the thick of it with November. And I feel like November and December are always super crazy for all of us as we head into Q4. Yeah, so I think this is this is the time to get in there, make sure that your stuff is optimized. If you're already live on Amazon, let's make sure that you're ready for your shopper to come see you and that you're even searchable. I mean, that's half yeah. the battle right there.
0: Yeah, seriously. I love that. Okay. Um, I will put a link to your course in today's show notes, Uh, but how else can people keep in touch with you? Where can they find you?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm at Jennifer Kalo Ruskin, and although Ruskin sounds like it's a K, it's actually a C, it's like a Russian, R-U-S-C-I-N, um, and again, I know Allie's going to put all these links in the show notes, but I'm at Jennifer Kayla Ruskin on LinkedIn, on Instagram, and on yep. Facebook, where I'm super, super active, like Allie, publish content every day, lots and lots of free information um, again, pertaining just to Walmart and Amazon, as well as empowering women and small business owners at com on my website.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today, Jennifer. I had I learned a lot and I'm sure that my listeners have as well. Thank you for spending time with us.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. All right, so thanks so much for joining in on this episode today, my food biz whizzes. We have one final episode in season one coming out next week, and it is going to be a great one. It is on three changes that I have made in my business in the past year that has resulted in working less than I ever have, doubling my annual revenue, and providing employment for two more team members. I want that for you guys as well, and I am going to share my best practices on how to make it a reality on next week's episode. In the meantime, if you are enjoying these episodes, please leave me a written review on your favorite podcasting platform. It is the single best thing that you can do to support these episodes, and it takes less than 60 seconds. If you don't know how to leave a review, click through to the show notes, and I will put the instructions on the bottom of the page and walk you through it. Thank you for supporting me with a podcast review. All right, my whizzes, thanks again for tuning in to this episode with Jennifer, and I can't wait to hear what you thought about it. I'll see you in the Food Biz Whiz Facebook group for continued conversation. Jennifer's in there too, and I will be back in your ears next week. Stay busy. This episode is supported by Jungle Scout. Jungle Scout is a tool built by Amazon sellers for Amazon sellers. Simply put, aspiring and active sellers need to know which products to sell on Amazon, right? Sellers using Jungle Scout can take advantage of their accurate sales estimates, their educational resources, and their world-class customer support. Try it today with a 14-day trial and save up to 30% off By using the link in my show notes. Thank you for trusting in the brands who my clients already know and love and who help support this show. Thank you for listening
1: to Food Biz Wiz, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a beat. Hungry for more? Check out www.foodbizwiz.com. That's food, B I Z W I Z. .com for detailed show notes from all episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and stay busy.